Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill, and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these Dungeons & Dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Would you believe me if I told you they were going to rob the school library? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. This is Kothak Valir, crew log, day two. Looks like we're leaving for New Bismuth, empty-handed. But at least we have a goal in mind. Find Gillian's goods and get them back as soon as possible. At least now we know where the thieves are headed. I haven't been to Strider's Landing for at least a year or so, but the Warden's there, good people. As long as you don't threaten the environment, you know, bring any harm to the jungle. Anyways, everyone's settling in, just leaving a last note before I nod off. I let Zira off to pick up some things before we leave. Hopefully, she doesn't get into too much trouble. Go back out. And the two of you make your way into the university. Now, you know the largest central building is where the library is. Um, mm -hmm. You navigate it fairly easily because, you know, you both of you were students here. Uh, for a time. And you make your way into the building, um, winding through what are now the kind of empty corridors and classrooms. Um, because this building is mostly academic. It's not really used at night. You pass by one classroom that is a little lit um, with some arcane lamps outside. And as you pass by, you can hear the voice of a woman giving a lecture about transmutation magic. It's some kind of night school class. And you make your way to the library. Now, Within the library itself, Semazira, you would know because you frequent here a lot. There's a lot of books and things here that you can just pick up and read whenever you want. Um, there is a particular section, though, called the Bismuth Reserve. Now, fans, you would, might know from our Name a Character ads that a book was stolen from the Bismuth Reserve, a very important one, which would also let you know that the Bismuth Reserve is a secure location in the library. 
at the very back of the library chamber, beyond all the stacks of books that smell of old and rot paper, um, you can see a big pair of obsidian doors, each with a large knocker on it. And there are two, two faces carved into the doors. Um, on the left, uh, you see one that is the smiling visage of a half-elf, and on the right is kind of the frowning visage of a human. Um, in front of this, though, is a semicircular desk with a small arcane lamp on that's kind of bathing the, the room in front of this door with a little bit of soft yellow light. Seated at the desk, you can see a woman. Sam, can you roll me an arcana check? Or Zira, sorry. Uh, arcana, you can call me Sam. You, <laughs> it's fine. Um, arcana? Twenty. Mm -hmm. Twenty, okay. Um, looking at the regalia, that this particular woman is wearing, um, you can tell immediately that she is from the School of Transmutation. Um, much like the structure that you saw on your way in, her robes are made of a patchwork of many, many different materials. Um, each one is kind of a patch of a different brand. And you do notice that the patches start at the bottom and make their way up. And with that arcana check, you know that as a mage ascends their, the ladder, in the School of Transmutation, they get more patches. And this particular mage you notice just by looking at the patches. Um, they're on their fifth circle of patches, which means they're a fifth-year wizard, which in gaming terms, it's a level five wizard. Oh. She's sitting at the desk with a, big, a pair of big, big reading glasses on. You can see that in this kind of dim light, um, you can see this yellow light reflecting off of her dark skin. And the glasses have kind of come down to the bridge of her nose. At this distance, you can't see very much detail. Um, how would you like to approach this? You're far enough away that this woman doesn't seem to have noticed you. I definitely see her. Yes. You're probably, so like this section, there are a bunch of kind of tables and stacks of books along the way. You can see one or two students sitting down with some books, reading by candlelight. Um, you know, all-nighters. It's part of the college life. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very familiar with that. So, how would you like to proceed? If she doesn't see me, I'll just keep walking. Like, like, like she's not there. It doesn't matter. I don't you have to her. walk past her, though, right? Yeah, the, the two doors that you need access to are behind her. And because you have attended the school, you know that usually you need the attendant to get access to it. Like, they have, they have some kind of um, item on their person that allows them to open the door. Oh, shit. Can I see that from this far away? No. Because uh, they're, they're seated behind a desk. Right now, you can only see their upper torso, and you can see that they're reading some kind of book. Um, kind of going um, with the um, work-study intern here who is manning the desk at, like, the IT center of the school. Oh, my gosh. I um, did that at one point. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, best plan of action. We get some? Why are we standing here? Then we just um, got to go pick it up? Yes, I don't know if she's gonna let me take it out of here. Uh, why? What? Um, let's I thought that's how libraries I work. Out, I I can't check on any more books. Let's just let's just say. That. Well, then I'll check it out. Uh, <laughs> that's how libraries work. You you, you go in. You, you say I'm gonna give this book back, and you take the book and you give it back. You have to be. Uh, uh, I mean, technically, I didn't pay tuition. You have to be in a certain class. 
I mean, I didn't pay this semester's tuition, but still enrolled, right? Hey, I'm still in debt to these people, okay? So as long as I owe them money, I can do whatever I want on campus. That's my mentality. <laughs> um, okay. Um, how about you go up and you ask her uh, if we could, if you could check out a book. Just, just see if it's possible. Uh, what's the name of the, wait, any book? Yes. Just any book. Just talk to her about book. Well, shouldn't I just go and pick up any book and walk out and see if she stops me? Um, well, you have to check it out. So you can't just walk oh, out. Oh, so go get a book, go over to her and say, hey, can I check this out? Yeah. Grab a few books. Grab like four. Oh, uh, okay. I want to be clear. The books that you put to, oh, so you're you're advising to go into just that section books. Uh, or just get yeah. any books from the room. Yes. So <laughs> I guess oh, I she's guarding that specific know. section. Yes. I want to use okay. you as as a as a distraction. You want me as a distraction. Yeah. I want to at least see if there's any way that I can open up this you want door. The guy that hides for a living to be the distraction. Yeah, because when you're not hiding, everyone's looking at you. You know, it's a fact. Wait, why? Uh, because you are like the size of this building that we're in, pretty much. Wow, and, uh, are you coming at my weight now? Holy shit, I thought we were- I said size, I was talking about the height. Just go pick out some books, please. Okay, 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 okay. Just, just, just one, one second. Let me, let me, let me do something real quick. Quick clarification, um, how tall is Simo Zero? Simo Zero is six feet exactly. Oh, okay, <laughs> so he's got a foot on you. For some reason, I imagined that Simo Zero was saying this and Red was roughly the same height. <laughs> I'm only six nine. Come on, guys. Okay. Um. So, what would you like to do? I would like. So we're in the library right now, right? Mm -hmm. So I would like to go through several shelves, uh, pick up a few books. Okay. And okay, and one of them I would like to cast. Oh wait, no, that won't work. Wait one second. I gotta see. I gotta read the spell real quick. While he's doing that, I am going to try to inch my way towards the door, see if I could inspect it, maybe. Can I okay. do that? Okay, roll me a stealth check because the door oh, is I behind got the person watching it. All right, all right. Okay, I got I got my plan. What's your plan? Okay, so I'm gonna walk over. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good yeah. shit. 21. 21. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, so I'm picking up books and in one of them, I would like to cast alarm. <laughs> and yeah just like in, in like a in a far section so like somewhere that doesn't get that much uh traffic okay cast alarm and make it so that anyone within i think the radius if someone enters the radius it'll spark okay um so for the <clears> audience <throat> this spell is a, a you can make a mental alarm or you can make a loud one um which mm -hmm. one are you going with i'm going with a loud one okay and what's the condition the condition is if someone gets within uh, 20 feet of it. How big is the library? Huge. That's more than enough. Huge. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 20 feet. I'm going to walk away from the area. Mm -hmm. And if I re-enter the area, I'm going to have the alarm go off. Clever. But I'm not doing that yet. Okay. I have like four or five books in my hand, just randomly. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going up to the front desk. And I'm looking to see where, where Sim is first. Is, is, Okay, so when do you walk up, um, what's your passive perception? It's probably not high. 
Shit. Shit. <laughs> it's embarrassing low. Roll me, you know what? Roll me a perception check, I think, is how we solve this. Oh, God. I'd rather have the passive. <laughs> Three. Okay. My passive is eight. Okay. Wow, that's bad. Okay. Yeah. So you walk up and you don't notice that, Sam, you have walked off among the bookshelves and have been casually just kind of browsing the shelves, which you are very familiar with. You've been in here mm -hmm. so often that you kind of know where to find all the books that you want and need. And you're just quickly flipping through the section. You grab a book, walk up to the next shelf, do the same thing, and continuously do that. Um, and you have managed to make your way against up to a bookshelf that actually lines right up with the entry of that door. You're behind the woman who's sitting at the desk, and the door is off to your right. She has not noticed you. Red, you don't see Sem because um, she's cloaked yeah. in the shadow of a bookshelf. But you walk up and see this woman sitting at the desk. Mm -hmm. So as you approach, you can see that um, this woman kind of has um, short um, curly hair, um, like a very kind of short afro like cut close to her head. And she has these big silver glasses on the tip of her nose and she's looking down at, to a book. She hasn't mm. taken notice of you at the moment. I'm just going to stand there until she does. Okay. Um, she flips a page and one of your hooves like scrape on the ground and she looks up. Hi, can, can I help you? Um, I hope so. I don't know. Maybe. I'm here to check out these books and like I plop them in front of her. Okay. Um, one, two, three. you're below the limit. That's good. Uh, she looks you over. Do you have your ID, like your identification? Um, just keep it on record. How long do you need them for? I need them for seven days. A week? Wait, no, what's the limit? I don't, what's the limit no, on the, how long? You you can check a check a book out at most for three weeks. Um, the three book weeks. limit itself oh. is 10 books. You, you have five, so. Okay, okay. And what are the penalties for not returning a book? Um, They'll be charged to your account if they don't return. Uh, these books in particular will probably be about 800 gold. 800 fuck oh, shit she like leans in and kind of i know the, the textbooks are so expensive right i mean they already took all my money for the housing and the food oh my god it's not even good hmm are you trying to be okay i like i like where this is going um <laughs> roll me just a general charisma or persuasion okay yeah. persuasion's good i got yeah i got i got okay for 22 Oh, I rolled a 20 nice. and her wisdom is plus oh. one. So um, she goes, it's it's so ridiculous. And you know what? You want to know a secret? Some of these books are ones that they bought back from students. They're like, they buy them for like five gold and then charge hundreds. Really? And you know what? I'm pretty sure half of our teachers wrote these fucking books. It's a racket. It is so stupid. And I'm trying to leave and I can't transfer credits. They won't take me anywhere else. What what did, what did you study under? Um, uh, war magic. Her her eyes kind of go wide and she like stands up and grabs the, um, the, the skirt of her kind of regalia and stands mm -hmm. up and kind of fans it out to you. And you can see the, the rings of different patches and they're all kind of done to illustrate a particular type of material as if, as the transmutation made, she goes further and further in school. They master more and more materials. And she like fans it out to me and goes, transmutation. That happened, that, that, a lot of overlap there. 
um i'm i'm sorry i'm not the best at school as you can tell um can you sh- can you tell me what trans- can you like show me what transmutation is i don't really with your, know it in theory with your very high transmutation magic or not very high persuasion check she like starts fumbling through her pockets and she kind of um, takes her reading glasses off and reaches into her pocket and pulls out um, a component pouch, which you recognize just because it's a common thing. And she mm-hmm. starts reaching through for materials. Now, as this is happening, Sim, what are you doing? Um, th- she she has the key on her person? Roll me a perception check or investigation, whichever is better. Uh, a perception? Your stealth was so high she hasn't noticed you yet. Oh, God. Investigation, definitely. <laughs> Oh, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. I got a seven. A seven. Ooh, not high enough. Perception was even worse. Um, but that awesome stealth. Am I still invisible? Um, you're not invisible. Um, you're just kind of standing in the shadow of the wall. Um, yeah. Here's what I'll give you. Because I don't like to outright just say, you don't see anything. Because that doesn't really progress the narrative at all. You don't see a ring of keys. You don't see... Um, an arcane kind of item that would open this door. As she reaches into her pocket, though, you do hear something jingle as she pulls out her component pouch. You don't know what it was, but there is something more in her pockets. You see her pull out the component pouch, and she pulls out um, a clump of dirt, and she goes, transmutation is... And you can tell that, like, the fact that you asked her to teach you something, she's, like, head over heels into this. <laughs> um, and she's like, okay. transmutation, you, you take one thing, and she like waves her hands and kind of focuses her senses. And you can see that she's wearing kind of a necklace that is um, like a, a gold metal band that goes around her neck. And right at like the nape of her neck, there's like a, a ruby that shines with light as she does it. Um, if you want to roll an arcana check, you can. You don't have to. Um, why not? Let's okay. see. If, let's see if, oh, 21. I'm on a roll today. No pun intended. So was I. The reason you know about this item is because it's something that you have heard other thieves and like sneaky, deceptive people use. Bless, Bless you. you. Bless someone, you. someone sneezed in the library. Um, <laughs> and you hear another person go, shh. You, you know it as a transmuter stone, which heightens your ability to change one thing. And as she says, you can change one thing into another. And she like motions her hands over it and you see the stone on her like neckband glow with a red light and you watch the the clump of like soft soil in her hand shift and change and mold and it turns into a piece of iron like an a perfect iron cube you know about it because people usually will change copper to gold buy things and then it changes back later oh does it stay that way forever no no no, it's it, it it depends on the spell. This particular bit, it's temporary. I'm not further enough into my education f- to make it permanent, but it's definitely possible. Oh, that's so cool. That's so, so cool. That's how they've made a lot of the halls of this place, and she's motioning around. Now, Sam, what are you doing? Um, first of all, I am using Bless on me and Red <laughs> for future roles. <laughs> okay, okay. Does that have a uh, vocal is- component? It does. Um, so just roll me a stealth check. <clears throat> How many people are in the library right now? Um, walking in, you saw two other students and this woman. Okay. Oh, you said stealth? Mm-hmm. Can the two <laughs> no, other students they... see us? No. They can't see us? Mm-mm. They're not there. They're studying. Okay. Oh, God. No. 
So yeah, I got a seven. She, you start to speak. What do you say to bless both of you? Um, <laughs> what do I say? Um, bless. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is there any particular uh, god around that I know? Of? Um, I mean, there's plenty. This is a school of the mist. So if you were to, um, say something about Spectra, the all-seeing nebula, the mist weaver. Um, the luck bringer is pretty common, mostly because people are trying to get lucky through school and pass their tests and stuff. Um, they would be th three pretty common ones. The luck bringer, yeah, definitely, definitely want to pray to that. Um, is that their name, luck bringer? Um, yeah, as you roll a seven. So here's what's I rolled pitifully low. Um, yes, lower than the seven, right? <laughs> and it it works out. So you say bless and then you're about to say the name of a god and at that exact moment as you open your lips you hear someone across the library sneeze and you see her look in that direction i rolled a four yes. um so yeah both of you are blessed right now now what would you two like to do to further this uh i have no idea that that sim is struggling with this door right you have no you don't have any yeah. idea I'm just like, he said distract, I'm distracting her, so um, I'm just gonna keep talking to her. Okay. Um, but yeah, so as the, your conversation continues, Sam, what would you like to do? I, would, I don't want to sit on this conversation for too long, so... Because, um, I mean, we could all complain about higher education all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, did, did I hear the um, jingling in her... I would say, Pocket. yeah, with your, well, your passive perception is. My passive, yeah. It's real low. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Because Sim, uh, she, there, she also rolled that low. Mm. Oh, also, I did use bless. So I think that does add something to my roll. Yeah, for future checks, you get to add a d4. Ah, uh, for future, okay. Oh, for each roll? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, for how long? Up to a minute. Up to okay. a minute, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Bless is attack roll or saving throw. Uh, oh. You know what? For this, for this, I'll give it to you for an ability check because I want to be able to move the narrative forward. What would you like to do? Semo Zero? Um, I want to keep, I, I want to get close. I want to get as close as I can without being seen by her. If she's distracted, I want to get behind her. I'll keep your stealth check from previous. She still has not noticed. She's going at lengthy discussion about like how Every time you transmute um, something further away from the base material that it normally would be, the duration gets shorter, the difficulty becomes higher. Um, mm. And like, you're just kind of nodding. And it's, mm -hmm. it's very much when you talk to someone who is like obsessed with a certain kind of topic and they just start to roll. Right. Yeah. And you're just kind of listening to be polite. Mm -hmm. Do I see Sim slowly walking towards her from the back? Yeah, at this point, you okay. see <laughs> Sam, she steps out of um, the shadow of a bookcase and slowly starts to creep her way towards this woman, mm -hmm. whose name you still don't know, still do not know. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. She's she's behind a desk, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking to her. I'm trying to see what could I do to assist him in this, because I feel like he's about to do something very stupid. Here's here's what I'll um, give you. Um, on on the desk. You do see very clearly that there is a um, a glass of water next to all these books, like within reach. Um, and there are other things on the desk that could be knocked over to cause a commotion if you wanted to. 
Okay. Okay. Or you could take another persuasive route. <laughs> um. Oh, you know, I'm gonna do something very stupid. Very, very stupid. Oh God, this is gonna end well. Um, I'm gonna open up one of the books. I'm like, oh, that is so fucking cool. Can you? And I rip out a piece of paper. Can you turn this into gold? Okay. Roll me a. I'll let you decide persuasion or deception. Um, because you can see Sam behind her, so you know something is up. Mm-hmm. I'll let you decide how you want to play this off. Okay. Because if it's persuasion, you're being genuinely curious. If it's deception, you're trying to distract her without revealing that you know something's up. It would be genuine curiosity to see if paper can be turned into something. Okay, so persuasion. I mean, it's the same regardless, and it's an eight. So I just ruined a $800 book. Persuasion saving throw. (laughs) Sam, are you trying to check her pockets? Yes. Roll me a stealth check. Oh, God. The persuasion check failed, and the reason why, I'm kind of glad it failed, because it fits the narrative. She would be more upset that I fucking tore up a goddamn $800 book. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When are we on the stealth? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me roll my actual dice. Come on. (laughs) Oh, it's a crit fail. We're sticking with this. Here's what happens. Red. You see Sam coming and you reach down and tear a page out of the book reflexively. And with mm-hmm. genuine curiosity, go ask, can you turn this pa- paper into gold? She looks at the paper, looks at you and takes a step back in shock. Bump, right into Semazira, who is reaching for her pocket. How do you want to play this off? The, 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 next, roll you, the Rex, next roll you make is going to decide how this goes down. I... As she bumps into me, I want to continue to reach in her pocket, but also flail at the same time. But like, like you're falling. Yeah, I want to get like a good reach in that pocket and then act like she hurt. Oh God! Can I can I do that? Roll me a performance check. Oh God! No. All right, I'm gonna roll actual dice. Cut twelve. As this happens, you fumble into her and kind of goes spinning off. The book that was in your hand that you were kind of looking through the shelf fumbles down to the ground. And when you two bump into each other, you quickly feel a key, like a metal ring and you just hook your finger around it and pull. And both of you kind of spin apart. Um, This woman tumbles down to the ground and Sam, you kind of spiral away and hit the bookcase and take a couple books with you. What do you say? Oh, God, lady, watch where you're going. Actually, I don't want to sound mean. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's scratch that. <laughs> um, no, so that we'll, we'll stick with that. It works. Um, oh, she looks to you, Red, and looks to Samazir, and she goes, Miss, I'm, I'm so sorry. I Hold, I have to deal with this. And she gets up and looks to you, Red, and she goes, You were going to have to pay for that. You know that, right? I have to pay for it. Why? You just—I—I I it's the back. No one, no one reads the last page. This is like the thank yous and stuff. No one's gonna care if this is going. They won't even notice. You just okay. So when you say <laughs> it's the last page, no one reads it. It's not important. And before those words leave your mouth, she her brow kind of curls into like an angry look, and she goes, "That page has the credits of all the people that wrote the book." Oh, you actually read that? Oh. 
Wait, wait, look, look, I put it back. I like un <laughs> I uncrinkled the page, put it back in there and closed it. See, no one will ever notice. Do you have any, um, do you know mending? I'm pretty sure you can just like easily stitch that back together. Um, as you say this, her face kind of curls back, takes the book, takes the page, puts her hand along the, the, the broken piece of page and what you watch it repair together. You do notice though, at the edge where all the words were, the words are all broken apart. Um, because mm. when you mend something, it only restores the foundational material. It doesn't mm. restore the ink because the ink isn't there to repair. Yeah. yeah. So she mends it together and she takes, takes the book and takes all five books. I'm keeping this one. Fair. If you want to check out the rest, I'm going to look at them over for any kind of damage. But and I they didn't do anything. They will be billed to your account when you were done with them. Okay. Wait, can I just look because at that? Because Never mind. if a book comes back to me damaged and I don't know who did it and I don't appropriately report that kind of thing, I have to pay because the people in charge suck. ID, please. Cool. And as she says this, she puts her hand out. Uh, what do you do? Um, I pat my pockets. She rolls her eyes. Sorry, one second. And I pull out my wallet and I'm looking for my ID and I don't see it. Shit. Shit. Okay. Sam, while this is happening, this is your last <laughs> opportunity to try and get in this door. You have a key ring on your hand, and there is a single key on it. I go straight for the door. Oh, wow. She is not looking. Okay. We're just roll me one last stealth check to take them all. Do I really gotta be stealthy? Like, I'm just walking. Yes. I'll even give you advantage and be generous because she's oh. distracted. I got a 16. I rolled a four. She's so angry. <laughs> Yeah. Good, job. Um, Good job. So you put the key in the lock and give it a turn and it gently opens up and you slip into the darkness. Um, you're familiar with this space. Um, it's a, it's an arrangement of semicircular bookcases centered around a central reading nook with these kind of fine azure blue couches um, that are currently being lit by a brazier in the middle that is glowing hot with white flame. Um, an ever-burning flame that lights up the space. You quickly browse through the tomes and find the book you're looking for. You make your way over to a, a particular bookcase that is for obscure magics. And looking through, there are only a half a dozen tomes here. You've noticed one pedestal, which is empty, as it has been for the past year. The pedestal reads The Book of True Names. Directly adjacent to that, there's another book, one that you check out and read very frequently, called The Journal of Oktaresh. You know that this book is the journal of the first and only master Onomancer, no longer alive, passed away a century before. But this is the last piece of their teachings that exists that isn't like a copy. What do you do with it? I. <laughs> Stuff it under my shirt. <laughs> you don't have a bag? Not with me. You don't carry a book bag? You're going into the library for a book? Oh, I'm not even there. Sorry. I can yell at you about this later. <laughs> I, I, I put it like in my waistband, and then I tuck my shirt over it. Okay. <laughs> um. So you do that. You look around quietly. The place is just as still and quiet as you left it, or as you found it. Behind you, you can hear the rising voice of kind of frustration coming from the woman that was tending the room. The door is open a tiny bit, so there's a crack of light peeking through. How would you like to leave? Um, 
can, can I see any? Can I see them through the door? Um, you can see movement. It's a the door's cracked open. It's not wide open. Is it? If I gotta sneak out, I gotta roll again, don't I? Do um, it. Do I'm it. gonna. I'm gonna give it to you because I rolled so low and you rolled a sixteen, which is more than enough to slip back in beneath her notice. Yes. I like it when you, when you okay. appease me. Um, so you you gingerly step out and Red, this woman is kind of like fuming at you. Like, why are you even here? And she's just kind of rolling through this frustrated rant at you for just for defacing a book, wasting her time. Then she starts talking about how she just wants to get back and read the book that she was reading. But now you're here and it's and she's just unraveling in kind of frustration at you. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to do any of this. Do you want me to put the book ba- books back, or do you want to put the books back? How does this gonna work? Like, I feel like I'll just mess it up. Um, do you want to just leave? I'll just leave. I'll come back. I will take the books. I'll put them back. All right. She leans in. She goes. You seem all right. Pretty chill. Thank you. Just leave, and I won't tell anybody what I saw you doing. Cool. And I will tell everyone how awesome you are. Uh, good day. Roll me a charisma check. <laughs> charisma. 20, oh, natural 20. Okay. Um, oh. You say this with like a warm, <laughs> a warm smile and she like makes eye contact with you and then looks away for a moment. Right as you see Sam sneaking out and Sam, she gently closes the door behind her. And this woman just goes, I'm sorry I got mad. It has been a very long and stressful day. I have finals coming up soon. And I have Mm. been studying while I've been working. Oh, yeah, I'll get out of your hair. You work is way more, school is way more important than this. Hey. Not um, really, but, huh? Two questions. (laughs) One, can Red catch? Catch? Uh Uh-huh. If you throw something at him, he, he yes, depending on okay. how well I roll. Because he rolled so nicely and he has her attention. God, I don't want to steal this key. I want to throw it to him, and I just want to. Uh, hopefully, he'll know what to do with it after he catches it. You're gonna throw um, it over the woman's head you just <laughs> stole it from. Yeah, exactly. She's this is like looking. she's looking in his eyes. If you look up terrible ideas in the book of D and D history, this is one of them. You know what they put it right next it. to? Playing a bagpipe in someone's house after you just robbed them. Like, I, I want that? I want him to pull like a. Oh hey, I found this on the floor. You know you could put it. It in just flew over her head. After it whizzes over, ugh. she won't see it. Okay. She won't see it. As you're contemplating this, you see the woman go, Oh, God. <laughs> and this is because that, that natural 20. She raises out her hand. She goes, let's, let's start this over. Oh, man. Why did I pick this name? A, 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 someone, a listener from the Happy Go Lucky show, um, Happy Go Lucky <laughs> podcast, which is another kind of storytelling podcast. They sent me this name with the note. Good luck learning Welsh names. Um, I had to look up how to spell this, but the woman looks forward and she goes, my name is Gwalkmai. Gwalkmai? That that is spelled G-W-A-L-C-H-M-E-I. That is cruel of you to send that name in, but I love it. 
My name, my name is Gwokmai. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. If you're in here again, I'll help you out. All right. And if I'm in here again, I will not bother you as much. And I will not destroy any books. It's possibly. mostly it's mostly the book destruction that gets on my nerves. There's a reason why I enjoy working here for my mm. I'll do it when you're not on staff. How about that? I mean no, I won't do it when you're out. I did go. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. yeah, yeah, I'll see you later. Um Thank goodbye. you. And I walk out. And Sem, you slip away from the behind this woman back into the bookshelves and weave your way out of the school. Um, where would you two like to meet up? We can set the scene with wherever you want to meet. Uh, um, I guess back in the center courtyard where we, we yeah. arrived. Okay. Um, so both of you eventually read your waiting outside, leaning kind of against the wall or one of the, the supporting pillars of this main building. The door gently opens and you see Sem slip out. Um, with a rather large book-shaped dent in her shirt. Uh, did you get the book, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I pull out the book, and I'm like, I got it. What? That was a shit show. And why did yeah. you have a book bag? I... Stuff well, things in their shirt when they're shirt. stealing. I... I didn't think it through, okay? Gosh. None of this was thought through. Oh my god. I just remembered I set an alarm when she puts that book back. The whole oh. place is going to go up and we need to get out of here. Can you turn it off? I'm already running. <laughs> yeah, I start dipping. You start sprinting across the grounds um, and you make your way down to the station. Um, you know it'll take too long for you to run down to the boat because at this point it is like uh, 11 o'clock. If you want to run on foot, you could probably make it just could I? Wait, no, no, you're, 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 you're big. You're big. Never mind. But you're big. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say I, I, I carry Sim and I just cast jump yeah. and jump as far as I can. Just constantly boom, boom, boom. But I don't think that's how it works. Um, it's more vertical than, mm -hmm. you know, distance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just, our camera will pull away with the sound of your book. What, what, did, what does the alarm actually sound like? Um, the Wii music. Bum, bum. Oh my god! Yep. So that is playing as you were sprinting across the 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 grounds towards the thing, and the two of you kind of slip into the Jubilance District and make your way to the ship, and that's where we're gonna stop. Hey there, adventurers, and welcome to the midroll. I hope you're enjoying the fun so far. If you enjoy our show, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser or iTunes, or, you know, just telling your friends about us. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to as many people as possible. If you'd like to learn more about the show or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. Wanted to give a quick shout out this week to the Happy Go Lucky podcast for submitting that name for Gawalkmai, the transmutation sorcerer, who's currently working her way through magic school. All right, let's get back to the show. Now, we left off with the crew kind of celebrating and preparing for um, a quick departure from the city of Nupismith. 
currently our view sits on the crew all kind of talking and enjoying themselves um, around this purple-skinned um, tiefling with curled ram's horns who is standing on top of a barrel playing music for the crew. Um, Ioana and Riley, what would both of you be doing right now? I, I think the last thing I was doing was messing around with, with the invisible illusion barrier. Oh, yeah. And, and scribbling in my notebook about runes. Okay, roll me an Arcana check. Arcana? Natural one. Ooh, not good. Okay. That would be a five. Um, The magic is a little above your pay grade, mostly because it seems like it's a weaving of spe- multiple spells that you can kind of figure out what they're doing. There is a component that's muffling sound. There is a component that is changing visual perception, though. There's a, a gnome shark. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're not entirely sure what or how this was made, but you can kind of get a sense of what it's doing just by messing with it. Behind the screen, if you rolled high, I was going to start giving you components of spells that you don't quite have yet, but if you continued to study them, you could add them to your spellbook over time. Radley, while you're kind of constantly messing with this little barrier and poking at it and playing around with it, no one seems to notice you doing this outside because the dock outside the ship is quiet. Um, Our view pulls away with Riley, kind of sticking his head through the barrier, scribbling notes, pulling it back and working with this. Ioana, what would you be doing in the two hours um, or so that you have before ships set, the ship sets sail? If I have a chance to uh, speak to Vapa, I would do that, but I imagine that she might be quite busy. So, um, I mean, she's the navigator, right? So she might be um, she might be otherwise engaged, but if I can, I can catch her, I can have a conversation with her, I would do that. Um, if not, I would be kind of trying to get to know as many people on deck uh, celebrating as I can. Uh, I just want to know them, know their names, recognize them, be able to talk to them. Uh, so, yeah, okay, one of those so two things. First thing I'll give you is you know where Vapa's quarters are. That was something Kothak told you about. Um, they're directly adjacent to the entrance of Kothak's kind of um, captain's quarters. Um, if you'd like to speak to her, you can easily approach that scene however you want. Yeah, yeah, I would I would uh, knock on the door and uh, wait for a response. Okay, um, with, a, with a gentle knock on the door, aside from all the commotion that's going, outside, going on outside, you don't hear much. Then you hear the handle click and the door pulls open. And you can see Vapa standing in the doorway before you. Her hair is still in that watery form that it was in before. Her skin is still as blue as ever. And behind her, scrawled out across the table, you can see a bunch of vellum maps that are kind of like overlapping with each other. Like they're all pieces of, you know, but she's piecing together a larger map with the things that she has. Um, based on the fact that you do have some cartography experience, you can pretty much tell that's exactly what she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. Planning out the course. Um, she looks at you and goes, Hello, um, Joanna, y- what, what can I do for you? I'm sorry, I know you're, you're going to be very busy uh, right now, I assume, but um, there is something important we need to talk about. I... It's going to sound strange, but I saw you in a vision. 
And in this vision, the ship was being attacked by something absolutely terrible. Her eyebrow kind of raises. Come in, come in, please, come in. Um, and she kind of motions for you to step into her quarters. I do. I, I go in. Okay. She closes the door behind you and pulls out a chair at this table where she's writing match. She goes, if you don't mind, I'll continue working on this while you, while we talk about this, yes? Yes. Yes, we can do that. She takes a seat, starts kind of, she, she just mostly measuring at this point and just kind of making notes of, um, all the different kind of low-lying rocks and shores that exist along the channel to kind of lay out a safe path that would get them to Strider's Landing as quickly as possible. And she says, so this vision, was it, what was it? Was it a dream? Was it? No, uh, that was a kind of divination ritual. Um, I studied uh, with um, my, my teacher, with Yasmin Cantero, um, and uh, I also studied for a while at the Temple of Spectra, the All-Seeing, and uh, Yasmin is... is uh, I, kn I know Yasmin well. You know her? Well, she she knows about divination magics and she was, she was teaching me, um, and um, we shared a vision um, through her arcane art, and in this vision um, there was a ship and the ship was being attacked by giant tentacles and i think this might have been this ship i saw you specifically um using some kind of magic to to fight off this attack or defend people or the ship i don't know exactly what was happening when this was happening or where this was happening but um in case this is a vision of things to come i thought i should tell you first i i appreciate your concern very much um, when it comes to visions of divination or the divine or anything of that sort I I take it very seri seriously um, to give you a little bit of a history um, my path along with Kothax and some of our other associates were led by vision for a time so the fact that you are with Yasmin and you experienced such an ominous vision is doesn't bode very well what kind do you know what kind of creature we were facing off against sometimes visions they present to you in literal visions of the future or what it can hold but sometimes it could be metaphor as well i don't know what giant tentacles would be a metaphor for um well there are many tentacled monsters um, among the sea I think it was probably bigger than the ship. Roll me uh, nature or arcana, your pick. Uh, definitely arcana. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a 10. What I'll give you from that is that just thinking back of this vision um, vaguely resembled an octopus tentacle. You don't quite remember exactly what, but the size mm -hmm. of it was immense. So it was probably not a natural creature. Yeah. So so I will tell her that that it was. It looked like an octopus tentacle, but not the kind that you eat. The kind that is not natural. It was too big to be natural. I think. You see her kind of. She puts her hand on her chin and is kind of like pondering this. And she reaches into her desk. 
and pulls open a drawer and starts rifling through. You see her plop out a, like a notebook that just kind of lands on the uh, the desk before you. Um, she pulls out a bunch of odds and ends and pulls out um, a little wire bin and pours it on the table. And you can see a bunch of knickknacks and like trinkets just kind of pour out onto the desk. And she goes, Kothak told you about um, the, 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 the cult that we encountered, yes? Um, some of it, yes. They, I'm only bringing this up because your vision is apt to the situation. And since you are security, I think this is good for you to know. The cult, they tried to frame our faction and destroy the Undercity only a few weeks ago. They worshipped some kind of deep sea leviathan. I was, I was there with our previous security and Kothak when they tried to open a portal beneath Nubismuth and flood the Undercity entirely. Um, and on the other side of this creature, of this portal, was an immense tentacled creature. I do not know if your vision is literal or not, but it is concerning. Even if it is metaphor, that means we may be walking into a situation that is a little larger than just us and just this theft of goods. I'm very happy you brought this to my attention. How is Yasmin doing? Oh, she's she's doing very, very well. Um, she, um, I believe there's a new song about her. <laughs> oh, she is quite the partier. Yes, she is. Um, it is about dancing on tables, apparently, which um, I have to say it's a little bit concerning. I mean... With her age, she... yes? Like, how could she even get up on the table to dance so well enough to have a song written about her? Apparently, there is also... Uh, the song also involves a very muscular and strapping uh, gentleman uh, who helped her um, to reach... Uh, the table and dazzle everybody with her performance. I'm sure you will he hear the song at some point um, if we return to New Bismuth. Um, she's doing well. That, that is good. At least she is living a full and wonderful life. Um, I used to study with her for a short time while my brother was te teaching at the uh, Academy of the Mists. She is a very good teacher. That she is. She's, she's taught me many of the divinations that I know and use today, the, the one that we used just an hour ago. I would love to learn magic like that one day, but uh, I think I still have a long way to go. The the path before all of us is usually a long and winding one. If you have the time or the interest, I can probably teach you. I think I would like that very much. Uh, perhaps later. Um, if, if there is something else that I can do to help you um, figure out what this vision was about, I, I would be happy to help in any way in any way I can. That would be wonderful. Um, just keep an eye out for, um, and you notice in her hand she was still clutching something that she had picked up from the pile, and she shows you an amulet. Um, it's small, maybe it's maybe twice the size of a gold coin, um, but in the middle it's carved out like so you can see totally through it. And there is like a black octopus tentacle that's curled into a hook shape. She says, just keep an eye out for this. This is a symbol we took from one of their priests, uh, say about a month ago when we were at sea. I see. If you see this, you it will help it will confirm 
um, if someone has ill intent or not. There's a very high chance of them um, working for this cult and worshipping this gargantuan sea monster. Have I ever seen this symbol anywhere? I'm going to say no. Um, it wasn't okay. until recently that this cult showed its face in New Bismuth in particular. All right. Okay. Um, and since you haven't traveled very far away from New Bismuth in your life, the mm-hmm. chances you, of you encountering it are lower. If you had traveled to like the island chains or um, cities much further south on the coast, you might have encountered it before, but it doesn't look familiar to you. Okay, then. Um, in this case, I will thank her for listening to my concerns, and I will leave. Well, you enjoy the little bit of time left we have here on the docks. Um, our crew does not sit at land for very long, so if there's anything you'd like to do before you leave, I advise getting it done. Or anyone you'd like to see. No, please, I would like to uh, finish charting our course before of we course. leave. Of of course, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. That's no, that you, you came with a concern that is arguably much more important than... And she kind of, you catch like a, a dry kind of boredness in her voice than plotting out the course through the channel. And she kind of stands up and walks over to the door and opens it for you. Okay. Enjoy your night. Thank you. And as that door closes behind you, um, we pull our view back away from the ship. And it pulls through the Undercity to one of the large mechanical lifts that take you up to the city proper. And the doors open and we see Semozira along with her roommate, Red the Minotaur. Um, I know we've already described Red for the audience in our previous bit, but um, what does Red look like now? Previously, it was just a a cloak with horns. Um, (laughs) Now we get like a full view of Red coming off the lift. Um... It's he's he's a six foot nine tall just unit of a minotaur that's uh has a red tint to his hair and uh yeah yeah two horns and he's just booking it out of that freaking lift. What are the horns shaped like? Are like they the the, the U shaped kind of curled or oh. they go like up and out? Like Ah frick, I forgot how to describe it. Um fuck. Yeah, let's just go with that. Okay. The two of you quickly step off the lift and start sprinting your way through the, the Undercity uh, streets. Do either of you have a watch? Like a pocket watch or anything? I would. Yeah, I, I would have one. Um, as you run, you pop open your watch to check the time because you knew with your shenanigans you would only have a certain amount of time. It is currently quarter of midnight, so you probably have about 15 minutes to sprint as fast as you can through the other city and make it. Um, can I get athletic checks from both of you? Oh, oh god damn it. Athletics? Oh, no. I'm not proficient. What? Because you're a wizard. That... I'm a what? You're a wizard. You're <laughs> a wizard, right? Natural 20, 23. I got a uh, natural 20, 23. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, look at, look at roll 20. Holy shit. I gotta see this. Oh. No, you got a natural 20. Oh, you got an 8. Oh, no. I was going to say, that was bizarre. So, Red, you immediately realize the time and sprint off, and you look behind you, and you notice Zira is still walking at a pretty casual pace. Maybe because she doesn't realize what time it is. What do you do? God, Sim, come on, we got to go. I thought you said we had to... I don't want to miss my first day of work. I already missed the interview. Don't we have time? 
No, 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 no. We have no time. Do you, uh, okay. do you want me to carry the, the scroll for you? Because I have a book bag, and apparently you uh, don't. Um, sure, I, I guess. Yeah, here. I put the stuff in my book bag, and, and I just book it. Actually, I don't know where I'm going, so I have to wait. I don't know. <laughs> you have to I'm, I'm running behind you now. Okay, let's go. I'm running next to you. So both of you are running. Red, you're running a lot slower than you could be, and it's kind of frustrating. Um, but with enough time, two of, the two of you make it to the docks. Um, Sam, ahead of you, though, with a little bit of horror in your face, you see the lily slowly. You see someone pulling the rope up off of the, um, the mooring of the dock, and they're kind of waving. And you can see that there are crew members all over the ship kind of unfurling the sails, literally leaving. I look over to Red, and I'm like, yo, you said we had time. <laughs> I, just, I said we were running out of time. Which means we still have it, but that's our ship. Oh, how far is it? Um, from you, probably about two hundred feet. Two hundred, maybe. <laughs> um, it's a long, uh, long dock. Holy shit! I start like screaming and waving my hands, like, "Hey!" Um, Riley and Diana, can I get a perception jerk? Sure. I'm hoping Riley is still looking at the room. I am really floor. bad at those. I'm gonna use a different dice. Wait, do we Natural all have shitty- one, oh, which God. brings it to one. <laughs> ah, hold on one second. You said perception, no. right? Yep. Sixteen. Nice. Okay. Yay. Highest I've ever gotten. We're gonna miss this because of you. We can- because of me. Because Sorry. of you. Yeah. Uh, without me, you wouldn't even be here. So. Without me, you wouldn't have had that key. Look, look, let's not put the blame on anyone specific here, okay? We helped each other. Now we just got to help each other one more time and get on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, so that's what the runes do. Okay. It looks like that. Scribble here. Is that, is that Riles? I know. I, I know he's on that ship. He's probably hey, so... you didn't make a perception check. You don't know. Stupid runes. I can guess pretty well. So with a 16, um, you hear Sem, Sem's voice yelling further down the dock. And you realize with horror that Sem and Red are both standing at the entrance of the docks, kind of running down the board, down the, the dock towards the lily, like hollering out to you and everyone. I my head back in and I, I start like flailing my arm and be like, up, 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 it, uh. <laughs> oh, 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 this is bad, this is bad, uh, oh, uh, wheel person, uh, two people overboard, uh, uh, oh, oh no. Who's wheel person? So as you're saying this, roll me a charisma check. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, natural 20. Wow, okay. Um, Don't know how that works. Natural 20 with a plus four. It's he has that like I feel bad for him factor. Aww. <laughs> but Co- Co- you see Kothak at the wheel of the ship, and he looks over to you, and he goes, "That's Captain, please." What? Who? Who fell overboard? What? Not even looking at whoever's at the wheel. A uh, wheel person out uh, there are still on the docks. Still on the docks. They're running towards us. Uh, 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 their names. Uh, Sam and 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 Red. Red. <sighs> um, you see him yell out, um, and he goes, Neil, throw them a rope. We are not slowing down. Oh, that's not good. 
Okay. And you guys see very quickly um, a rope with a with a kind of a metal weight on it sail off the ship onto the dock. Between the dock and the ship now, there's probably about 30 feet of open water. Um, and as it hits the dock, both of you kind of just make your way to where the rope landed. Um, you notice at the end of it, there's kind of a hook that it has stuck in. Mm-hmm. And you see Neil holding the other end, waving to you. Oh, I wave back. Hey, Neil. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's oh, talk more around. run. Oh, yeah, I run oh, over to, yeah. to the, yeah. Uh, so is the rope in the water? Like, are we jumping in the water? You can't, or... well, it's, it's, right now it's suspended between the ship and the dock, but it, if you want to climb in the water and try and catch up to a ship, sure. I'm going to grab onto the rope and start climbing. How far is the ship from the, from the dock? Um, right now, 35 feet, getting away from uh, the start. Oh, I could jump so, 35 feet. I want to jump off the dock and use the Missy stuff to land right on the ship. Oh, oh you cool. little shithole. <laughs> All right, so both of you, let's see who lands first. Both of you roll me initiative. Wait, wait, wait. I can jump. How, how far can I jump? Uh, I always forget the rules. Yeah. Uh, oh, long oh. jump <laughs> is uh, a number of feet up to your strength score if you take a running jump. What, my strength score? What's your strength uh, score? Not, not modifier score. So if your oh, strength 16. is 12, so that's 16 feet. Uh, so you can long jump feet 16 feet, yeah. Do you have a jump spell? I do have a jump spell. You can mm-hmm. definitely triple that. I'm using <laughs> jump. Let's fuck go for it. All right. It's a really cool spell. Mm-hmm. Um. So what does it look like when you leap from the dock and land on the ship? So you see Sam leap off the ship and... Sem starts to cast the spell as she's falling through the air and just mm-hmm. turns to mist and vanishes before your eyes. I get to the edge, dust off my shoes, click them three times, and then jump. Okay. Um, roll me an acrobatic check. See how cool it looks when you land. Are your shoes red too? My shoes what? Oh. Are your shoes red too? No, not everything about me is red. Wait, so you're wearing shoes. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, no, no, hooves. No, well, Minotaurs have hooves, but yeah, no, never mind. you can still be wearing shoes if you want to. I do I want shoes. <laughs> no, 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 I'll, I'll keep the hooves. Horse shoes. <laughs> this is vintage uh, for every stealth check ever. I do have slippers, though. Okay, Um. so what was your acrobatics check? Eight. Eight. Uh, it doesn't look too hot. You leap in the air, and maybe it's just because you're not used to being propelled by the spell. Um, but you can put a ton of force into this. And when you leap, you just sail towards the ship as it's slowly rolling away from the docks. And you hit right into the mast of the ship. Oh, um, can, I, can I tuck my, my knees in for like a cannonball? So you're... You want to do more damage? So, okay, I... this is what you all see. You see Red <laughs> leap from the ship and he jumps way higher than you think he should. Um, and you can see that there's a little bit of this kind of um, red energy trailing off of his feet as he leaps which tells you that it's magic but he tucks up in midair like he's about to do a cannonball and he just hits the mast of the ship and just falls down on his back (laughs) oh god oh god shit damn it i i imagine that like happening over riley just Mm. jumping right over riley and he's like like slow motion scene like 
Oh yeah, and he just hits the mast of the ship and falls down on the ground on his back. Um, and then Sam appears. How do you appear? What does it look like when you teleport in? Can I be as graceful as I want? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I want to be like right next to Riley. Like, I want to be like, oh, like, hey, just like dust off my clothes. Like, what's up, dude? You almost left me. Where'd you come from? I was, I was right back there. Remember, you saw me running. I'm oh, sorry. I, I, you disappeared for a second, and then I got, I got a little focused on Red hitting the post. Uh, big. He made an entrance, didn't he? Yeah. Wait, where'd you find him? I didn't think he was here. He was literally, like, I went for a walk, and he was literally at, uh, what was the, the sushi place that we were supposed to have the interview at? Sorry. He was, like, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was there trying to have the interview, but no one was around because he got the times mixed up. Like, Riley oh. got a little, um, sad remembering remembering sashi sushi because the guy never came back to tell him about how that freezer worked <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right buddy he didn't tell me and with that red you finally get the wind back in your chest after like landing flat on your back i'm just gonna lay there starfished out for a minute uh, just letting that sink in oh Am I on the deck as well, or am I still talking to Vap- uh, to Vapa at this time? Um, yeah, so at this point, you, you're probably just stepping out of that bat, like the area where the um, entrance to their chambers are, and you open up on the deck and you see Red, which you've met Red, you kind of know who he is. Um, I think it's up to both of you to decide how friendly you are with each other. Um, but he was- Red is one of- was Riley and um, Zero's other roommate. Mm-hmm. He's the one that arranged the whole interview. But you see Red lying on his back. And um, Zira and Riley standing next to him. So if you're okay <laughs> with that, I think that maybe like Red and uh, and Ioana uh, were always like sizing each other up a little bit and like planning to have this arm wrestling contest, but it never actually came to be because oh, yeah. uh, we were doing other things and everybody was like, yeah, I have only five minutes, but next time we see each other, we're definitely doing this. And it actually <laughs> never happened. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm I down for that. All right. Uh, that's <laughs> wonderful. So I'm just going to stand over him with my like my, my arms crossed and just look down at him. Hi, Red. Uh, hey, I'll be with you in a second. It's uh, a little bit of blood coming out of his nose. <laughs> How much damage did I take? Thirty-five? No, two. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> Would you be dead? Hey, I'd be knocked, and knocked out. Knocked yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been even funnier if you just hit the mast and ragdoll. <laughs> <laughs> he made it, technically. Yeah. So while you're discussing this behind you, you hear hear Neil show off. <laughs> pulling up the rope with the hook um, and he kind of like hangs it up on a hook on the ship no it's, it's fine that was, that was a good jump look very cool thank you yeah, yeah I think so too um, so Kothak you notice has walked up to the, the four of you and he has someone else holding the just steering them out of the, the bay and he goes so you're a red, I presume? Uh, yes. If you can tell from the skin. Or fur. 
I don't I don't assume you uh, you just came here with zero so uh, you, you missed the interview that's not good um, well I was wondering why they left so early I just thought they wanted to go get some snacks before the interview I don't know but right. we got the job so yay roll me a persuasion check <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Ten? Not bad, not good. Just a ten. Just a flat ten. Flat ten. Alright. I help? You acted well under pre- Yeah, if anyone wants to help right now, they can. Well, he would be like, Well, Mr. Kothak, uh, Brett was the one who set everything up, and, uh, well, you hired us, and oh, he's s- somewhat dependable? Uh, hey. Better late than never, right? Sorry. Um, roll, so Red, roll me um, another persuasion. So you, he gave you advantage. Nine. Nine. Oh, no. oh damn Ooh. you. So the ten was better. You're late for the interview. Yes. You show up as we are leaving the docks and just leap onto my ship. Yes. Give me one good reason to not throw your ass in the water right now. I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I was like, please be something about swimming. Come on. You got this, buddy. I brought I, I'm I'm the reason that Sim is here on this boat. If it wasn't for me, Sim would, would have been late. So um later than than usual. He's like eyeing you up. I flex. Don't do that. Are you a magic user as well? Uh, yes. I can also hide. What magics? He's walking around you, kind of like looking you up and down, sizing you up. What kind of magic? I was clearly um, a jump spell. Yep. Um, I can do other things. As you say this, um, Kothak is still sizing you up in Zira. He looks to you. I assume this is the thing you forgot. But you needed to go get. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here, here's the deal. I don't like him. He points at Red. Why? But I know. But I like you. Now he can stay. But we have to have a compromise. Tell me what you went back for, and he can stay. Uh, I need to get a book from the library. What library? Uh, on campus, at the school. There are many school. schools. Which one? The Academy of the Mist? Yeah, that's where I go. I go there too. Now you say you took a book from the library. Did you check it out? Did you steal it? I tried checking I... out a few books, but they were really um not happy with yeah, me. Yeah, person, she wasn't very, very, uh, she was occupied. So I figure I just bring it back when I'm done, when we're done. Can one of you roll me a D100? <laughs> a D100? Never even did that before. Alright, let's see. Let's see. Got 48. As Kothak is sizing you up and you're like, yeah, I just, you know, checked it out. And that's it. And in the distance, you hear a faint. Yo. And his eyes narrow. What did you steal? I think that's my alarm spell. I didn't think it would be that loud. That, that, that loud. Alarm spells are not that loud. I mean, that's just showing that my... Ca- capabilities as a wizard right 
Sam, Kothak very quickly reaches forward, grabs the scruff of your shirt, and lifts you up off the ground. Holy shit. What did you steal? Uh, I told you, I got a book. I I pull out the book. I show it to him. It's like in his face now. Um, You see him wave over. At this point, the crew has gotten quiet um, watching this transpire, and he he waves to someone, and they, they go grab Vapa, and you see her come out. Vapa, look this over. Tell me if it's dangerous. Um, she takes the book and kind of inspects it, starts flipping through it. Um, it just seems to be a tome of onomancy, obscure magic. Not very well known or practiced anymore. Is it dangerous? As far as I can tell, no. Um, and Kothak immediately just lets you go and your feet touch down on the ground. And Kothak takes the book from Gatvapa and he goes, I will be holding on to this to ensure it will not endanger the lives of our crew. Vapa, cloak the ship while we leave. We do not want any attention from the Emporo. Uh, does, that, does that mean I can't read it? The door to his quarters kind of slams shut behind you and you're kind of left on the, the deck of the ship in this kind of awkward silence and Vapa goes, it's not the worst thing that's happened. <laughs> she turns to walk away. Um. I'm, I'm looking around for, for anyone to be looking at me. Th- does that mean I can't read it? Do we have to seal it again? I didn't get it. No. Just <sighs> shut up. Man. Riley will follow Vapa as she cloaks the ship. Okay. Um. So Vapa goes to her quarters. Um. You don't follow. I assume you don't try to follow her in because that's not polite. Um, <laughs> does she close the door? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're gonna get dumped okay, in the so water. She'll, like he's he's following pretty close, so she'll just like it would essentially be her closing the door in his face, and he's gonna knock. He just knocks, and he just goes, uh, "Can can I can I watch? Can I see how you do that?" Um, Vapa Vapa steps out, and she has um some kind of wand with her. Um, it looks like some kind of casting focus, but it's made of, like, a white curled wood. And she goes, yes, you can watch. Come on. Thank you. And she takes you up to the deck, or up to the top of the ship, and you notice that right behind the helm, at the back of the ship, there's a ballista. And it's sitting on, like, a big kind of piece of stone that's carved and, like, inset into the deck of the ship. And she sits down on it and begins touching certain runes in a sequence. If you'd like, you can roll an arcana check. Oh, yes. Yes, I will. Uh, nine. Um, again, same kind of deal. You're not entirely sure how this works or what it's entirely doing, but it seems Vapa is activating magics in a certain kind of pattern because there's kind of intention to it. And she says, I am just... Changing the configuration of the illusion spell that cloaks our ship, release the deck, and you notice that suddenly, like the sound of the water around you, you can hear the the docks, which are now slowly getting further away in the distance, suddenly just goes silent. And you can only hear the water that's very close to your ship sloshing up against the sides. She goes, this will keep eyes away from our ship as we leave. Oh. It's interesting. Um, you said just the deck, so can you specifically alter it in certain areas of the ship? Or just the deck, but like, 
you're just doing the whole deck, maybe you can do just the front, the back, or or below deck or something. I have full control of this ship and the terrain around it. Wow. And he starts to scribble in his notebook. Took a long time for this to be made. How about this? She stands up. Since you are a budding arcanist, uh, next time I take some time to maintenance the magic. Um, you can tag along. Really? Well, there's nowhere for you to go, so yes. But that would be lovely. Thank you. Um, at this moment, is there anything the rest of you would like to do as the ship kind of sails off into the night? Um, I think I would like to kind of uh, like take them to the side and kind of make sure that there is no more conversation about stealing the book from Kothak. <laughs> okay. Oh, Wait, shit. Let's play this uh, out. Okay. I, I definitely want my book. <laughs> you can go get your book back. It's no, no, no problem. Well, we'll get your book back, but uh, maybe I—I I, I think he, he seems reasonable. I think he will give it back once he's sure that you're not going to do something terrible with it. I mean, he knows that it's my study. I got a book based off my studies. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't see the problem with the book. You—you you stole it. Do you have another book? I can like swap the books. No, let's not. Maybe. Guys, I, I don't want to be turned into an anchor for this ship. I would prefer to be part of the crew, if you don't mind. I'll I'll okay. I'm happy for now, but I'm gonna need it soon. Alright, I will not st steal that book. Unless we have to. Uh, right, what he said. But do we have to? Let's not I mean, get fired not before we even get properly hired. I don't, yeah, I don't even know if I'm still technically hired. Uh, I think you're fine. I mean, he went back to his, to his room, ship's moving. He didn't say you're fired, and I'm here. Exactly. While so... this conversation is happening, you hear, um, Neil's familiar voice. Well, not familiar to you, Brad. He goes, and fighter could be mean shot off cannon. Wait, you can shoot me outside of the cannon? No, I was making joke. You probably could, but you would definitely oh. die. Oh, never, never mind. Oh. Uh, Oh, until he said die, I was all for it. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm, death isn't really an option right now. Did Neil, did Neil hear our conversation <laughs> when I'm talking about stealing the book before? His stealth check was very low. You noticed him walking up at the very end of the conversation. Okay. <laughs> I was on Kothak's sheet list before. How do you get off it? He's holding a bucket and a mop, and he just kind of looks at both of them. <laughs> this is how this is how I get off shit list. Hmm. You may have different uh, this way work, it just takes a while. Do you want nah never mind. Thank you. And I'm just gonna like walk anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um so you go find a cozy spot on the ship. Um you do notice that you like find a room, open it, and you can see some of Zero's things. You're like, oh, okay, this is where we're staying. And there's an empty room down there for you that you pick. Mm -hmm. um, and the four of you kind of, it's late at night. Um, so is there anything else you would like to accomplish before you bed down as the ship sails away? I don't think so. Uh -uh. <laughs> it's been a pretty full day. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can, I, can I look for some, some, some gunpowder? Yeah, you just, can. It's just, um, just a little bit. It's, you know, like, like a little handful, not a handful, but like a little sackful. Like a horn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Roll me an investigation check and a stealth check. 
Ah, shit. Oh, God. Brave of you to assume that I'm trying to be stealthy, but I, <laughs> I will. <laughs> 23 for stealth and 18 for investigation. Okay. Wow. Nice. You, with pretty relative ease, managed to make your way down to the lower decks where all the things are held. Um, along with, it's in the, the same, like the deepest part of the ship where all of you are staying, coincidentally. Um, but you make your way to the front and open a door. And you um, find a very large cannon that's sitting in front of like a window at the front of the ship um, that looks like it aims out. Um, down in the, the quarters where you all stay, there's also eight cannons currently sitting right in front of um, like cannon ports that can be lifted up with um, what looks to be like a rope and a winch or like a rope and a pulley. And you find yourself in a room full of only a few black batter barrels. There's not much um, in this particular place. You kind of quietly walk into this room. Um, there are also like crates crates that you can tell immediately from the scent that they're filled with like food and fruit. Um, a lot of citrus You can, that immediately catches your nose along with like the smell of like jerkies and dried meats. Oh. What would you like to do in here? Um, grab an apple and a cone of gunpowder from okay. one of the barrels. So you pry open the food crate and you hear, and you look over your shoulder, you're alone in the room. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> then you find a gunpowder barrel. It's it's tapped at the, t um, the side, so you can like pop it open and pour some out. You can see that there are like um, a couple empty horns that you can pour it into if you needed to. They looks like they use it for packing the cannons, um, but... Mm, I don't like this. Oh no. Not in the slightest. I just wanted, you know, some, some gunpowder, because... I did tell Mike that there is a chance that we will actually not get on this boat and he will have to rewrite the entire campaign. <laughs> Dude, all you had to do was just all you had to do was ask. Why do you ask have to for gun? Anything? You really think anyone's gonna like listen to me after that intro? So you like pull the the, the um cork off of this kind of keg of powder and start to pour it into one of the horns and you hear you hear it again, this time on the ceiling. What do you do? Do I see anything? Roll me a perception check. Fuck. Ooh, 13 with that negative two. Um, you don't see anything, but you hear something moving along the ceiling. I'm gonna stop. How much did I, did I get a lot or? Like, like did I barely start? You barely started. The moment you touched the barrel and started to pour, you heard it again. Okay, I, I cork it back up and just just leave, start walking out. No, I try to stealth. Roll me another stealth check. And then I walk out. 14. Um, You kind of like quietly slink out. Maybe it's just because you're nervous, but your feet are stepping down a little harder on the wood than you expected. And you reach for the door and pull it open. And you hear it one last time. Like something hopping on the floor behind you. I'm gonna put the apple on the ground and then close the door and then go back to my room. Um, as the door is closing, you hear something eating the apple. Fuck that I get myself into. And then I try and go to sleep. There are gremlins on the gun deck. Um, you make your way back to your room and that's I think how we'll close off the last scene for this bit.
um, all of you kind of settling into your new kind of quarters on this ship as it sails away. As the Gilded Lily quietly sails away from the new bismuth docks, our view is taken away from the ringlet glimmer of the waters below, and we settle into an alleyway looking out onto the open bay of the cavernous undercity. In the distance, the clamor of an excited tavern party spills out onto the street just ahead, as a drunkard stumbles away from the open door to the tavern and suddenly trips over something falling flat on his face. He stands up, confused, for there was nothing around for him to trip on. Looking left and right, the man shouts, Oi, who's that? into the empty street around him. Then, a low-tempered growl undercuts the chatter of the party inside, followed by a sharp whistle screeching from the nearby alley. Quickly, something bites down on the drunkard's leg. He yells out, then sprints into the tavern, screaming of ghosts and haunts. As the party inside quickly comes to a halt, we hear the alarms of the Academy of the Mists faintly in the distance. In this now near silent street, a figure stands in the alleyway with a pointed gaze watching the lily as it departs from the Undercity. On the collarbone of this figure's cloak, we see a symbol of the Academy of the Mists, a fist with a whirling gale in its clutches, fighting back in a struggle. In the final rays of lamplight before this figure vanishes, we see a pair of open lips inscribed within the symbol of the Academy on the back of this very same clenched fist. This is the symbol of a school of magic that no one teaches. The school of Onomancy. And someone is angry about their book being stolen. Hey there, pirates, and thanks for sticking around. I know this one was a bit long, but I just had way too much fun editing it. There was a lot going on in this one. Gundek gremlins, a library heist, and two flirtatious wizards. And you know, that spooky onomancer watching our crew leave. I really hope that doesn't come back to bite them in the ass later. Oh well, I guess we'll find out, huh? Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. We use his work a lot throughout our production, so check out Incomputech Music for more. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscape, which you'll find linked in our episode description. They also have a YouTube channel and a band camp. You should really check them out. I'll keep this one short and sweet. We'll be dropping episodes for the show during the off weeks of the main feed, so you get double the Asperon in the same amount of time. We lost a teeny bit of audio between recordings, but if you really wanted to know how Riley got that arrow out of his leg, keep listening. It's mostly just them goofing off, I promise. Stay healthy, and see you soon.
That took a little nice. bit longer because you guys were. I thought you were just going to try and steal it and be done with it, but. Yeah. The... <laughs> Should have let me throw it, man. I had a so we have that key. Yeah, you now have that key. I, I, had a, I had a whole skill challenge planned out. Like, if you had basically took the key and fit, like she caught you, it would have been a skill challenge. Every time you passed, it would get you closer to the book. Every time you failed, she would cast another spell. I was going to, like, oh God. I was just going to, like, bear hug her and just, like, get the shit and let's go mm-hmm. or knock her out. Like, punch her in the face and just knock her out. Oh One of the God. two. If, if you got caught... And she was like, hey, what are you doing? I was just like, boom. Like bro. some GTA shit. You get caught, you just start shooting. We <laughs> could lie, bro. We don't have to resort to punching this lady. Listen. I like that you Actually, tried the persuasion, and I really like that you took the time to ask, to ask her about something that would catch her attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, show me what you do. Mm-hmm. No, because that was a good angle. Um, I had kind of written down in my notes that she is obsessed with books. So the moment you ripped mm. a page out of that book, it just pure anger because you're defacing books. I was like, what would be the like, oh, shit, I'm so glad you know some ending and that that exists because that's 800 freaking gold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my college textbooks, they suck. Yeah, they really do. I don't know what my debt is at that school, but I don't want it to be more. It's high, and I fully endorse the narrative of you two stealing from a higher education to learn more. <laughs> oh, like it won't be the last gr- time. Drifting your way through college courses is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. 